This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. And we really want to start off with Happy Easter to everybody out there. Hope you're being safe, doing your social distancing, because we want to get this thing over with so we can all go back out and play. By the way, you can catch any of our shows on any of your podcast platforms. It's super simple. Just go to gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. And if you're on Facebook, we're on Facebook Live as we speak. And I think you go to San Diego County Gun Owners. Yep, facebook.com slash SDCGO. Oh, you're getting pretty high dollar there, buddy. And this hour is brought to you by our good friends at Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out on their website at firearmslegal.com. Cali Key, boy, I tell you, California's assault weapons laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas systems. It keeps your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, guys. How you all doing? Heard from Escano, by the way, from Cali Key over the weekend. He uh, reached out to me, and we just chatted for a bit. That Cali Key is very cool, everybody. If you've not checked that out, go check it out. It's really, really easy to switch a bolt out. So if you have a... You know, a bolt the way uh, for your AR, the way God intended an AR to be, and you're in, uh, say, Nevada, you can switch out your bolt. If if you're here in California, you put your Cali key bolt back in. It's that easy. Um, and he's just doing fantastic. I just want everybody to know what a huge supporter of the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and San Diego County gun owners uh, that Escanio from uh, Cali key is. He's, he's a wonderful guy. And he sent out an awesome Easter e card. Yeah. Did you get yours? Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, really pretty. Yeah, I he's he's working so hard to put himself out of business. Yeah, by, you know he really is. He really he's he's supporting groups hard. He's trying to get these these uh, laws overturned like the rest of us, and can, you know I, that would in effect put him out of business. But yeah. I can't I can't thank him enough for being such a patriot. Yeah. So what do we got today, guys? We have an awesome show. Clint Smith from Thunder Ranch is our first guest coming up in the next couple segments. And cool. We have uh, Chris Christopher Rodriguez, who's uh, on the Oceanside City Council. He's going to talk about uh, what's going on with Oceanside and COVID nineteen and mm-hmm. a couple other a uh, couple other little tidbits. And then David David Chonk's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. David, Dave's calling in. Yep, David yep. Chonk from AO Sword. And, and don't forget the covert blogger. 
the covert blogger. Joe's got a really cool blog coming up. He's what we're going to talk about. And then uh, Sam, we're, we're going to try to stump Sam. I think we've got a good question for him. This. Yeah, you've been. How long have you been saying that? <laughs> Every week. I know. You're never going to get that kid stumped. I'm telling you. Every week I say that. But, yeah. Yeah, that's so. just, it's amazing how, how he can know that much. Uh, <laughs> at 20. But, uh, I know. It's yeah. just It'd be amazing at 60. But, yeah, 20. <laughs> oh, can you imagine him at 60? Oh, my gosh. He'd be like an encyclopedia. I, I text his mom and I say, hey, uh, well, you know, what are you guys up to? And she always tells me, oh, I'm doing this and, you know, he's doing that and blah, 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 blah. And Sam's studying guns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sam's studying guns. Yeah, that's all he's doing. Figures. Yeah, that's that's absolutely uh, unbelievable. Well, I guess uh, courts and everything have kind of come to a screeching halt. So I guess at least California is sort of leaving the gun industry alone, or is that not true? Well, yeah, if you're a, a gun shop, I, I mean, I'm seeing classes for CCWs. You know, we just put out, uh, San Diego County Gun Owners just put out an email explaining how you can uh, still apply for your CCW if you don't have one and how you apply for your renewal if mm-hmm. it's time for you to re- apply. I think the entire county of San Diego is up for renewal, like during this yeah. COVID-19 thing. I've gotten so many requests on, hey, what do I do? Wow. Tell us what to do for a renewal. But um, the short answer is, first off, if you didn't get our email, you need to go to our website and, uh, and sign up for our email because we're putting out a ton of really good information uh, not just on CCWs, not just on gun shops and ranges, but across the board. And it, it things are changing really quick. Mm-hmm. Second, go to the sheriff's website, and they will walk you through the, the renewal process. It's all done online. Yes, you can still take a class. Um, all the, you know, Bill DC and a lot of our buddies, a lot of our friends that are certified instructors, David Chong, uh, all the certified instructors. Well, I, I can't say all, but most all of the certified instructors are doing some kind of uh, modified course. I know um, uh, 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 defensive tactics and firearms up in Fallbrook, they're actually working on an online uh, uh, renewal class. So anyway, you can get a- approved, you can get reapproved. You just have to take the proper steps. Everybody's real. I got to tell you, is you know, there's an argument over, you know, over off all these steps are ridiculous or not. Put all that aside. Everybody that's in the middle of this is doing a really great job of trying to, you know, get through it as functionally and easy uh, as possible. So mm-hmm. if you're looking to buy a gun or buy ammo or get your CCW, renew your CCW, there's a way to do it. Well, I'm coming up for renewal uh, next month, so we'll be able to talk through here the actual uh, experience and see how easy it is to go through it yeah i'm optimistic i read michael's email and I'm, I'm thinking okay this is going to be okay <laughs> Great. Oh, we'll see. There you go. i'm a glasses half full kind of guy though. yes you are <laughs> no ifs ands or buts about it how's that new system working promedium oh well you know it's kind of in general promedium gets high marks okay you know a lot more i think most uh counties out there use promedium in california um, I think that, you know, this whole COVID-19 thing happened right in the middle of, of the San Diego Sheriff's Department implementing it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bumpy for people. But um, I think in general, they pretty much are, they're getting everything kind of ironed out. Um, some people who had an appointment and then they started Permidium and then COVID-19 started, those people are kind of, you know, going, hey, wait a minute, you're asking me to do the same thing two different ways. And it's mm-hmm. a little confusing for them. Just, just stick with it. You'll get through it. You're going to get taken care of. But in general, uh, uh, Permidium is great. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. That's good. Well, that's 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 awesome. Uh, do we need to get you a barber? What do you think? <laughs> Dude, I've never seen so much hair on your head. I tell you, man. <laughs> you start, I gotta and wear... the bandana. Yeah. Don't go to any 7-Eleven. It's whatever awesome. you do. Don't yeah. go I, I just read an article. The CEO of Walmart said, like, the first week everybody was, you know, getting food. And then the second week everybody was getting, like, paper goods, like toilet paper. You know, and right. he was going through. And then this past week, the most popular... Uh, thing, yep. yeah, clippers, hair products, <laughs> hair clippers. Well, yeah. I have to tell you, hair dye, hair, hair dye for women. Are, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, even Liz on KUSI was talking about the fact that her roots are coming. Yeah, out. she was she talking about, about. I saw that. Well, we had donated a puppy to this lady, and it just so happened she works at Costco. Oh, so we got a big package of toilet paper yesterday, <laughs> and you know, oh, I never thought funny. I would get so excited. And we had a lady uh, over picking up her dog. Oh, you have toilet paper? I said, sure. So I gave her one of the six packs in there. And you'd have thought I gave her a car. Isn't that great? I mean, it was, it's, it's just so funny how yeah. your mind starts moving around with things like this. But uh, yeah, hair yeah. products. Yeah. Hair products. Hair products. Yeah. But you're looking good long hair there, buddy. Yeah, I'm a long hair. Especially when you do your walks and flops. And I'm that, telling you, man. I'm just, I'm just going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all the way through, see what happens. Well, well, Wednesday, this Wednesday, in a few days, we're going to do our first Facebook Live that's broadcast across San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Riverside County Gun Owners, and San Bernardino County Gun Owners. Yeah. Um, all four pages are going to have the same uh, Facebook Live, which is really exciting. But my first thought was, man, I'm going to need to... I'm gonna need to spruce like, up a yeah, little bit, slick my hair back or something. Well, how come you didn't? Where's your mask that's got the <laughs> San Diego County gun owners logo on it? <laughs> well, that was photoshopped. Was, oh man, great. I thought, wow, how'd you do that? How <laughs> did I do that so quick? Right? I was gonna say you're on top of it. Maybe it's it. pretty good. I could just put a sticker, maybe on it. Yeah, just put a big. Well, you know, the other thing talking about groups like that. Have you ever used this Zoom conference thing? Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. Yeah. Right. Been learning a lot about that Hold lately. On. I just used it for the first time Friday with a bunch of realtors. You got a computer that'll do Zoom, Dave? No, I use my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, go. <laughs> and you just see me trying to get into this thing. I had to have three people call me. Okay, push this button and turn. Good well, for you. Well, you didn't tell me to go on my email on my phone. Right. But yeah. you did it. And then but you saw good. everybody. But was... those things work out. And then, of course, folks, if. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners. We're live here on Facebook Live. Thanks to the kid in the box, because without him, I wouldn't even have a clue what to do. All right, let's take a quick break, because we come back. we got a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio. So, folks, get on Facebook. Share it with your friends. I mean, if nothing else, you can see the, the gang in action on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or you can call them direct at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. 
The refi bell has been ringing for many. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, Mike, who you got for your special guest? Great guest this week, uh, Clint Smith. Clint, are you there? Yes, Excellent. Clint Smith is the president and director of Thunder Ranch, one of the nation's premier firearms training facilities for civilians and law enforcement. Clint's a Marine Corps combat veteran, a former police officer, during which he served as the head of firearms training, as well as a SWAT member and precision rifleman. Clint is a contributor to American Handgunner, American Cop, Guns and SWAT magazines, and has been published uh, in many articles nationally and internationally. Uh, he works for Thunder Ranch, which was formed in 1993. It uh, opened to show not only innovative training, but numerous range designs and functions of a type not seen before in one facility. And in 2004, Thunder Ranch was successfully moved to Oregon. You, sir, are a uh, legend at the uh, apex of your industry, and we appreciate you so much for coming on, Clint. Not sure about the legend thing, but uh, I, I I might be at Apex. But uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Well, I got to tell you. So I'm going to be honest right off the top. Uh, when researching for this vi- for for the interview here, I, I came across a video of you speaking to. I think you. I believe you were speaking to a class of students, and you said that to them uh, something along the lines of, "Hey, I, I don't care what you like for lunch. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to be friendly." I want to know if your rifle's zeroed. I want to know that you can load your rifle. And I thought to myself, I'd be perfectly frank, I thought, wow, what a jerk. And I turned it off. (laughs) And then I thought about it uh, for for about a day, uh, Clint, it kind of kept ringing in my head. And I went back and watched it again. And I want you to know how, how much I really, truly appreciate how seriously you take your job and the responsibility to train people to defend their life. And I really realized after thinking about it and watching that video again, that's the point you were trying to get across. And I think you did it effectively and sincerely, and I truly appreciate that. Well, you're not the first person to say that, but um, I have been known to be as smooth as a broken glass bottle. Uh, (laughs) I have a, a job to do, and like you said, Sometimes people are taken back because most people who are reasonably mature adults have never really had anyone kind of, for lack of better terminology, get in their face before. But it's very simple. I need for people to understand one thing. The school is not about shooting. The school is about thinking. But if you have to shoot, it has to be done, and you have to be able to do it right now, and there won't be a lot of time to, like you said, zero your rifle. Where did I put that magazine? So, you know, um, probably one of the best tools we can have in our house is a fire extinguisher, in a manner of speaking. But at the same time, if you ever do need the firearm, there won't be a lot of time to, hey, can I review that? You know, um, so it it has a tendency to be a little bit edgy once in a while, especially for people who are not used to it. Uh, but uh, I have a job. I know what my job is. Uh, what we do is very serious. I try to have a reasonably good time at it, but like I said, I'm not 
Um, and, you know, marketing people would all have a cardiac arrest right now. I'm not actually looking for new best <laughs> friends. I'm looking for people to survive whatever encounter they may have. I, I think that's fantastic. And I think that that's important. And I think that, you know, people like myself who work hard for, uh, you know, preserving and restoring Second Amendment rights, particularly here in California, um, and activists who work hard on their free time to, to do the same thing. I think it's a lesson learned. I think that we do need to take it that seriously because it is a civil right, and and it really is the difference between life and death. But what led you to that mindset when when you started, especially teaching civilians? What led you to, um, well, what led you to that mindset when when teaching civilians? I guess is the question. Um, I I think that mine is a longer process uh, without being suspectful. I've basically been using firearms for a living and or, shall we say, because it was my job for 52 years. So I can't just say that one thing led to that. I would say that it's a series of things. You know, the idea that you would have um, military experience, especially in my time frame, then you realize that what it's like to have the civilian population under duress. Uh, you know, if you're not there, someone's not going to take care of them. Then being in law enforcement, um, you know, they they have kind of like uh, stuff today where people kind of go, well, you know, it could be civil unrest. Uh, you know, I started as a baby cop in 1970. I mean, we had the SLA that was down in your country, you know, we had the SDS. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of that stuff, um, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of different organizations, and rightly so. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's why they call it America. But, you know, you can't shoot up courthouses, and there's a system. You may not like it, uh, but there is a system, so you have to work with them to have a system. And I think my idea was to bring that to people to sort of take away the, the private sector, to take away that sort of flippant attitude, you know, like, hey, you know, Try the gun for my cold bed. Yeah, I got it. Uh, you know, uh, if he breaks my house, I can shoot him. Not necessarily. In other words, there was a lot of misnomers where people just had sort of like, you know, mall commando kind of attitudes about stuff. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought, well, you, you screw around with this. You can go to jail for the rest of your life. And that's if you... If you survive the court thing. I mean, shooting is an issue. We know it. But the issue is going to be the legal ramifications. And then you already know, based on geographics, for example, you have a certain thing that I might be able to do in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. That was one response where if I did the same thing where I live in southern Oregon, I might get a different response um, from law enforcement, especially where I'm in a much more rural area. Uh, where we're a lot more inclined to sort of take care of ourselves, uh, you know what I mean, without having to, well, I can dial 911, but I don't know that anything happens, but I don't mean it ugly. I just mean we're a long way from anything. So So you've taught thousands of students over decades, um, pistol, rifle, shotgun. um, What are we all doing right and what are we all doing wrong? I think we're doing right that we should understand that as far as the Second Amendment, our ability to own a firearm means we're never subjected to the whims of other people without our permission. That's a good thing. Uh, what we might be doing wrong is we might be over-engineering what the problem is 
and then we might be over-engineering what the solution is. Uh, I don't, you know, I would never be a guy to turn down spare ammo or spare magazines, uh, but uh, I don't think that everybody necessarily, um, you know, needs an RPG to protect their house. Uh, it's okay if you own one. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I got the Second Amendment. Uh, but shooting them in a neighborhood might be a little bit rowdy. You know what I mean? So um, uh, their balance, I think, is to get people to grasp that possession of a firearm does not equate to competency. And people go, well, you would be inclined to say that because you do training. And I, I, you, not being ugly, but I think y'all, as I said in Texas, asked me to be on the show. I didn't call you and ask to be on the show. In other words, I'm not looking for a job. I have a job. I'm employed, you know, even in these trying times. But, um, uh, so, you know, people go, well, of course you're pro-training because you train. Don't get training from me. Get training from somebody. Get training from somebody that addresses the issue that exists for you. And I'm not being ugly. I know a lot of them. I've dealt with them over decades. I've trained them. But you don't necessarily need a Navy SEAL, okay, to teach you how to defend yourself if you're a housewife with three kids. But you might need to have basic good good gun handling skills and have a reasonable idea of what your response would be if you ever had an issue. What about technically? Is there something that, that gun owners are technically uh, generally not doing right or technically generally uh, doing well? Is there You know what I mean? Is there something that maybe gets practiced too much and something else that gets ignored? No, I think that, I think that uh, um, there's a lot of uh, uh, gaming. And, and by that, I mean that people equate three-gun competition to home defense. And so no one gets excited about this. This is what I would suggest. If you ever get an opportunity, anyone who's listening, and you can go and watch shooting, some of the best shooters that have ever come to America have come out of Southern California. Uh, you guys know that, you know, the Southwest Pistol League. I mean, uh, that, that goes back way, way, way back. So there's a lot of competency in, in that area. I mean, and uh, but I don't know. Uh, and again, I say this. Because I was a cop, my dad was a cop, my brother was a cop, my uncle was a cop, so I can't get in any trouble. <laughs> you don't necessarily need a cop to teach you how to defend yourself, because there's a lot of cops, for example, that don't necessarily shoot that well. You know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of people in the military that don't shoot that well. And there are gangs, there are a lot of gun owners that don't shoot that well. Um, but I don't, I think the problem is maybe overstated uh, in the, um, if you look, at, I always tell people, hey, don't take my word for it. Go on a computer and just research shootings, like just research shootings and look at the distance to the target. The actual problem of marksmanship is generally not that difficult in a fight. It's when you have a heart rate of 230 and you have a wet spot in your underwear and you're trying to back up and it's dark and you're moving and the target's moving and your dog is barking and your kids are crying, okay, and or in the case of law enforcement because people are, well, they don't shoot very good. Well, you know, here's a thought. Maybe you get what you pay for. Maybe instead of complaining about how well they shoot, maybe we should put more money into, you know, training for them so that they might be better, Uh, you know, uh, you spend a lot of money on airplanes to drop on, so to speak. So there's some training involved in that. Hey, Clint. Hey, Clint. We're going to have to pay a few bills. Let me put you on hold just for a second, and then we'll okay. bring you back because this is very interesting. And I, 
and we're on Facebook Live, and we're getting all kinds of responses. And by the way, I'll bet I'll bet you any amount of money how Michael got a little offended by your harshness. That means he wasn't in the military. <laughs> People that were in the military totally understand that mentality, don't we? Yes. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back, folks. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This is FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, have you ever been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon? Yes, they're open. And they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service, experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearms Store located on 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or just give them a call at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearm is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. All right, hey, this segment is brought to you by the law office of John Dillon. John Dillon, if you have any legal issues that involve anything gun-related, give John a call. The red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, storage. If the word gun is in your question, John (laughs) is the guy that can give you the answer. That's John Dillon at 760-431-9501. All right, we're going to go back to Clint Smith, president and director of Thunder Ranch in the lovely state of Oregon. Are you there, Clint? Yes, sir, I am. Thank you. So, Clint, my opinion, and I've, I've said it for years, is that the gun community makes mountains out of molehills. Um, and what I mean by that is they argue over 45 versus 9 millimeter, or ARs versus AKs, or Glocks versus 1911, or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, my, my thought is get a gun, learn it, uh, and practice with it often. Uh, stop spending so much time on these kind of these nerdy uh, arguments. Why am I right and why am I wrong? Um, well, one, you're not wrong. Uh, I can't think of any particular caliber that I would want to get shot with and haven't been shot before. I can say that. Um, I think that I would rather have someone beside me with a nine millimeter that was hitting everything they were shooting at than someone beside me with a 44 Magnum that was missing everything. So I think that, like I said, it's, you know, and I, industry wise, I'm sort of, you mentioned earlier a legend. I think the industry would consider me to be a pain in the arse uh, <laughs> because I, uh, I kind of go, uh, okay, if you go to the SHOT Show, it's an amazing show. But 97, 98% of all the stuff in that building will never be used in a fight in the next two years uh, or five years. Um, in other words, I get it. It's a marketing thing. People want to sell things. People always want to upgrade, you know, remember when we used to have black wall tires, then we needed white walls. And then, you know, now we got to where gas was expensive. So we all had to get rid of our muscle cars and now they're bringing back a Hellcat. In other words, always somebody bigger, faster, stronger, more. Um, it's, I guess it's America. Isn't that awesome? I, it is. It is awesome. And amen to that. It, it just seems to me, oh, my God, and maybe it is about marketing. And 
part of me doesn't really fight it and isn't vocal about it because, hey, it, you know, at least they're talking about guns. At least, you know what I mean? At least the discussion's happening. Um, sure. But, oh, man, yeah. people get wrapped around the axle so easily with some of these little, you know, minute differences. Well, for example, people will be judgmental on me, you know, uh, just a passing comment one time, a guy just sent a thing and, you know, he goes, hey, uh, Clint, you're old, what you teach is old, and you shoot a 1911 metal. And so I did like you did. I waited for a day or two and thought about what was said, and then I sent a note back and go, do you ever think there's a reason that I'm this old? Um, <laughs> good good so for you. The news it is, is, you know, the... People go like, well, you like 1911s. You can never find in writing anywhere where I said, I like 1911s and everyone should own one. You cannot find that anywhere. Uh, if most people call me out of the blue and they just go, hey, I'm a new gun owner. I want to buy a gun. Uh, I understand they're, you know, uh, uh, what do you think? And I go, probably a Glock 19. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, well, that doesn't, it can't have a high-capacity magazine because I'm in California. Not, not my problem. I don't live in California. You know, you're trying to get me to answer questions to your problems when your problem is not my problem. If you only can have 10 rounds in your magazine, then maybe you should practice loading. You know? <laughs> so, so, uh, so along those lines, what's something that you used to teach um, and either you no longer teach or you've changed it due to advancements with technology or just experience? What's something that maybe 10, 20 years ago you, you, you taught, but now you've, you've changed it or eliminated it? And, and basically, and that's kind of a specific question, but uh, it, it broader, uh, it's what's changed in the gun industry in the last 20 years? Is there something you know, in particular that you've had to modify or, or something that used to be written in stone, but now it's, it's totally changed? Something that was always as part of a doctrine because you know you researched it enough to know that I started teaching in a gun site in 1980, like in Arizona, and so I, you know I started my own school in '83, so '83, '93, and then Thunder Ranch in '94. So uh, to get to your question, the one thing that I tell people, I mention it, but I tell them in the physical lecture, draw a line through it, is a tactical load. Personally, I think that for most people, they should shoot if they have to until they win or until the gun goes empty. When the gun goes empty, learn how to reload the gun. And it doesn't matter whether it's a five-shot sheet or a 10-shot block. Uh, so tactical loads would be something that I would say that I have eliminated. Ex explain uh, to people what a tactical load is. A tactical loading theory is supposed to save or conserve ammunition, and I understand that. And if I was in the military and I was teaching strictly military people, I might teach them a tactical load. In other words, if they're firing and they're making closure on a building and they're trying to put final protective fire, in other words, we need to shoot a lot of this guy to keep him down, then I might reload and bring a magazine up the capacity before I go into this building. That would make sense. So a tactical load was supposed to save or conserve ammo. You took a partially depleted magazine out of the gun and put a fully loaded magazine back in the gun, duly noted. But the problem with it is, again, we get into the heart rate of 230, 240, 250, slippery hands. I got blood on my hands. Your fault, my fault, nobody's fault. Now the next thing you know, I'm juggling a bag of cash. And so I think you're better to just shoot the gun. It goes empty. Empty gun's not bad luck. It's only what happens after the gun goes empty. And if I practice, I push the button, old mag comes out, or cylinders, charge holes, empties, speed loader goes in, magazine goes back in, and the gun's back in the fight. 
you know, the, and, you know, we can come up with all kinds of statistics. You know, the average fight is this long, the average fight is this, and the average. They're not average. There's no fight that's average. Whatever idiot thought that a fight was average, okay? Now, you can have statistics, but that doesn't mean that you and I are going to fit inside that bubble. I, You know, I've seen... Uh... One of the things I saw were, were, were a couple of uh, statements and, and videos, and uh, where you talked about using an AR for. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm kind of you know condensing and paraphrasing, so I don't mean to put words in your mouth or anything. But basically, the idea of using an AR for home defense, I I think it's fantastic, and I think an AR is a fantastic home defense uh, platform or firearm. Um, it, it seems like for years that idea has kind of been poo-pooed, but it seems to be making a comeback. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it might it, to some people appear to be coming back again, but for a lot of us, it was always been that way. AR is a solid platform. It has a reasonably good magazine capacity. Even in California, it has 10 rounds. That means less manipulation. Usually those platforms are set up well to mount a light on. So in other words, I can have a weapons mounted light and or my personal opinion is to have two Okay, so that I can do that. Most two, two, three rounds, either hollow points or soft points, if they're shot through the same mediums, like sheetrock walls, two-by-fours, all that, they'll go through less walls than a nine-millimeter. And they, it's simple. People go, well, how can that be? Because the velocity is the thing that makes the two, two, three work if they hit someone, but it also is what makes it tear, come apart. So think of it like a uh, Corvette. It's going through. Uh, your nine millimeter is a semi hall in steel. They're doing two different things. Uh, and you already know now, and I'll just say this so no one gets axle wrapped, as you put it. You can't put 223 SS109 green tips, which are core penetrators, for lack of better terminology, armor piercing, which I don't even think you can have them in California, but you get the point. Um, I don't want to shoot that inside. I I want, you know, and, I, and if I lived in a. T- in a horrible home park, I'd need to be more consistent or considerate of what I was doing. I do want to say one thing here because this always comes up. Somebody goes, yeah, ARs are stupid. I use a shotgun. Really? Okay, well, here you go, look, nut. For everybody who thinks a shotgun's cool, remember that a shotgun inside your house is nothing more than a rifle because the pattern hasn't expanded enough, okay, to make it any different. Now, if you hit somebody with a load of birdshot, you know, at five yards, yes, you're really going to jack them up. But if you, you know, like, you still got to manipulate the gun. Shotguns have a limited amount of ammunition capacity. Um, and they literally, from zero to 10 yards, are rifle because the pattern's not going to be any bigger. You, it's not like, you know, in the cowboy movies where you pull the trigger and it covers the whole side of the building. So there's, shotguns are great uh, and awesome. But if you shoot a shotgun and or a revolver, Part of your big time criteria, fifty percent of the time, should be loading a gun. So um, I, I I made the point not too long ago, actually, and, and a couple people made the point on the air, and a couple people reached out to me, and uh, basically most people train uh, with a with a pistol um, to put two shots on target, uh, basically saying that hey, a a pistol is is not as strong as a rifle. Uh, or is not the strongest uh, projectile, not the strongest firearm. It's portable, that's why we use it, but it's not, you know, the, the most powerful. So, uh, therefore, I'm, I'm not going to use a shotgun. I'm going to always, you know, for home defense, I'm going to use a pistol. My Glock holds 15 rounds. You know, a shotgun holds six or seven, you know, typically. But my point was, well, hey, if you're training that you have to pull the trigger twice to stop somebody, 
then you don't have 15 rounds or 16, you know, plus one in the chamber. You have eight, you know, with a shotgun, you have, you know, six, seven, eight that you don't have, you know what I mean, that have far more, you know, for lack of a better term, stopping power. It, it, is, is what I'm saying, does that make sense? Am I on the right track? Am I totally off? Or what's your opinion on that? Here's my opinion. I won't say you're right or I won't say you're wrong, but I think that it's a bad idea to shoot a drill. In other words, when people shoot historically two shots or what was called a double tap or whatever fancy thing is vogue now, the problem with that is if you shoot twice and mentally you've trained that way and unplug your head because I did my drill and the person that you shot is not down. I mean, I can go on eBay and buy level two body armor, which will stop every handgun you own except for 5.7. Okay. So I don't think they should shoot drills. I think they should shoot responses. The threat that we're talking about, if we're being honest, okay, is basically a humanoid configuration. It has three places of structural armor, the pelvis, the center, and the head. Okay, and the deal with it is, is when you train, you should train to attack all three zones, either as they're available or as they become available. In other words, don't just run a drill, draw, fire, two. There's, when we talked about statistics earlier, right? There's documented cases of cops drawing, firing two rounds, putting the gun back in the holster. The fight's not over. They draw the gun, shoot two more, put it back in the holster. And all you got to do is research it. Don't take my word for it. So... I wouldn't shoot a drill. I would shoot a series of responses, one layered over the other. That's how I would train. And I didn't say, you know, a 25-round magazine, so to speak. That's not. I'm saying shoot until the threat stops doing what you started doing. And I could do that. If you and I were together, I would go, okay, great. I'm going to have you shoot the center of the target because it's the biggest thing until I tell you otherwise. Um, and if you're going center, 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 and I go pelvis, okay, now you change the drill. In other words, I've changed it for you. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't do that two-round drill any more than I would do two in the chest and one in the face right. uh, as standard drill. I wouldn't do that. Well, first, well, let's be blunt. If you're drawing a pistol, a pistol is a tool of convenience. It's not a tool of effectiveness. Again, right. Research it, 80% of all people shot by handguns, even multiple times, survive. I don't care if they live or die. I just don't want them to stab me. And I, th- and that, I think that's fantastic advice. I really appreciate you coming on. I just wanted to read one more thing. Uh, this is a quote by someone named Heidi Smith, who also uh, helps you run Thunder Ranch. Our primary concern is that people who come to Thunder Ranch leave with a peace of mind in their heart and head. We strongly hope that they never have to use any of the skills or things learned here for the defense of themselves or their family. But if they do, we want this knowledge to be used confidently and with great vigor. The only goal is to win. Heidi, I think that was beautifully put. Clint, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, How do people find you? Um, They can just go uh, under uh, ranchinc.com if they have an inclination. And thank you. You bet. Thanks, Clint. All right, Clint. Thank you a lot, and thank you for your service. We're going to take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio. By the way, get on San Diego County Gun Owners' website. You can watch us on uh 
Facebook Live, and what do you got to do? Uh, just go to just just go to our Facebook. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners Facebook page. So that's uh, facebook.com slash sdcgo, and we're streaming live right now. Absolutely. So hey, this is FM ninety six one for all the LA folks, and AM eleven seventy for all the San Diego folks right here on the Answer. All right. Thought I'd change that up a little bit. That was good. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lanson. Joe and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Or you can call them direct at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Firearmslegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. All right, this segment's brought to you by the good folks at The Gun Range, San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They're open 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com for specials, classes, Anything and everything you want to know. That's TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. And they're closed today on Easter Sunday. Well, how nice of them. Wasn't that nice of them to give their employees uh, some time with their family? Because, you know, they have been working their fingers to the bone at the gun range. Well, I think tomorrow morning they're going to roll that big rock out and come out from behind the... Wow. Never mind. Stupid Easter joke. That was a terrible... That was a dumb Easter joke. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now you get it. That one. Hey, how cool was Clint? That was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed that See, and I was right. If you've never been in the military, you wouldn't understand that well, harshness. I'm particularly sensitive. I know. You're just such a, a, a butterfly. <laughs> a rather large butterfly, but a butterfly. Well, no he's less. been training since 1980. Is that what he said? Uh, yeah. 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 At least. And he's talked to a lot of stupid people. Too, I'll bet you. That guy just hands people their heads all bad. That's what I You know just, what I mean? Yeah. I, he, I, I'll tell you, check out his, there's a bunch of info that he gives away for free on the internet. Cool. So check out his uh, his uh, interviews and, uh, you know, he's not shy about uh, about what, what he thinks. Well, and that's what that's all about here, too. I mean, there's so much to learn with, you know, firearms and this whole, you know, community in general. It's... um. Like listening to him, you know, when you were asking him about the uh, the AR platforms, um, one of the things I always wondered about or always heard was, you know, the the overpenetration is an issue if you're going to use that as a home defense thing. And I, I hadn't heard before that that um, it's maybe less bad than a nine millimeter or something. Yeah, and I yeah I thought the same thing too. I would have never in a million years would, would pick an AR over a shotgun. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, at my house, I've got houses on both sides. You know, people across the street, and I would not have thought to use uh, an AR just for that reason because I can't. You know, you can't have things going through walls. Well, like that. I guess you now have to go buy another gun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least some different ammo anyway. Year, years ago, I decided to take a bunch of watermelons out into the desert and see what each caliber would do to a watermelon. And so, uh, you know, I built I built like a little, I had a little platform and I duct taped the watermelon down and shot it with, with every caliber I had. The answer is every single caliber made the watermelon completely and totally explode. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know so what? So much for being a scientist. Yeah, maybe I'm overthinking this whole thing. <laughs> maybe well, guns are just Well, didn't he even guns. say that? Didn't he even say that? A lot of times overthinking it is what will get you in trouble. 
Yeah, well, clearly, clearly, you know, but uh, the little desert foxes that came out later that night, they loved the my experiment because they were eating watermelon while we were <laughs> camping by the by the fire. We saw these little little, little eyeballs. Yeah, little eyeballs eating watermelon is cool. But, you know, and I even wonder, honestly, and I think a lot of people are afraid to bring these kinds of questions up, but is overpenetration even an issue? I've never even heard of a story where somebody gets shot Oh, through somebody else. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, has that ever? And maybe it's because maybe that the reason we've never heard that story is because we all do the right thing and make sure that we don't use rounds that overpenetrate. But I, I just well in I, Detroit and Chicago drive-bys. There's been kids in somebody's house get killed and family members. And I've heard stories like that. I have heard that, yeah, when, but to me, I, I kind of chalked that up to more of a, and you're probably right, but I've kind of thought of that more of a, you know, like people, like, like the drive where they just kind of spray and pray, yeah, just like, here, we're yeah. just going to throw a bunch of bullets out there. And, right. But Again. I don't, I just don't know if I've ever heard of somebody breaking into a house and the homeowner accidentally shooting their neighbor because it went through a wall. I don't, I just don't know if that's. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't. I think that kind of stuff is is probably rare. But like you're talking about with with criminals, for instance, I mean they're not they're not buying specific self defense you know ammunition. Ammo. Yeah, they're, they're buying. using whatever they can steal or get a hold of. Right. And and you know if you watch, uh, you could research this you know on YouTube. You'll see people doing um, you know tests where they line up a whole bunch of drywall and they say, right. okay, how many of these can we shoot through? And the watermelon test. Yeah, except the drywall. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, if you're using ball ammo like that, it goes through quite a bit. Uh, it's much different, I think, than um, than using hollow points or something like that, which I, you know, I came across something the other day too. I guess in New Jersey, those uh, hollow points are not legal. Is that? Uh, I, I've heard, right? you know, I'm not an expert on New Jersey. I know they have a lot of goofy laws, but I've heard something along those lines. Well, Sam yeah, will tell which us. Is, uh, <laughs> You know, which is out, but again, it's another just another example of a uh, an alleged, well, not alleged, a real gun control law that actually um, makes people less safe. Yeah, and uh, you see a lot of that kind of stuff around. Which is crazy because what is it's my, my understanding? What does the military use? Ball ammo. They don't use hollow points. But again, they have a different mission too, though. So well, it's, well, they, well, they're not allowed. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed because of you know certain treaties. It's not the Geneva. Oh, okay. certain yeah, treaties it does more, That's right. It's more destructive, I guess, to the whoever gets hit with it. Yeah. But I actually had we had somebody uh, Lance who who emailed in and said, "Hey, I got a buddy, and he can't get a hold of any hollow points. All he has is is uh, oh yeah. Now he said target rounds, and I'm assuming what he means are is ball ammo. And I, you know, he said, "So should I tell him not to load it?" Or you? So I don't know. Load that gun, man. <laughs> load the gun. And what I always look for, though, is um, you know, looking for what law enforcement uses. Because I, again, if it's good for law enforcement, then that that should be a reasonable round. And um, you know, when I was looking into it and when I was just starting to do this stuff, that was the argument uh, that they always made. Well, if, if you ever do have to do it and you ever have to defend yourself in court. If you're using stuff that's approved for law enforcement, and that's what law enforcement uses, then you should be, you know, okay. Or it's at least it's a little better to defend anyway. You take that kind of vigilante thing off of the table because you're using stuff that hey, this is what law enforcement uses. Yeah. Then how do you explain away the the skulls on your pistol? <laughs> no, my pistol, right? Yeah, never buy something with a skull. Isn't that on something it. that people do that to their guns for self defense, and then. If you now, if you do it after the fact, that's a whole different. Thing. Oh, but if yeah. you're walking through a gun show and somebody's selling something with a skull on it, <laughs> you're just, not into just that. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> keep walking. All right, folks. Hey, don't go anywhere. I seen you almost touching that dial. Don't even go there. We still got another full hour 
of Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 